the Ravens are the biggest winners in the AFC North this offseason. This is a team that consistently is going to be in position to contend because of how talented they are. The reality of it is, those guys can play. In the AFC, so watch out for the Baltimore Ravens this season. Players in the NFL, certainly one of the best players at quarterback. They got a guy at tailback in J.K. Dobbins, who I think could be an all-pro. They got one of the best tight ends in football, a plethora of perimeter weapons, some health on the offensive line, a very good defensive line, one of the better young linebackers in the NFL in a top-five secondary. And no one talks about it. Yo, what it is. Welcome back to another episode of At The Bank, the Baltimore Ravens podcast, Dougs and... It's been a crazy and eventful week, you know what I mean? And I'm so glad I was able to come back and give y'all a great, great show, you know what I mean? Nice packed show, you feel me? We're going to be talking about the Ravens rankings and entertainment when you go to the stadium, man. Where we rank that? I think that's going to be something dope to talk about. Going to be finally giving my opinion about the whole Zay Flowers situation, man, and how I believe that what the Ravens should do and how things should uh, should go from here. And what's Zay Flowers do to kind of keep his name out the news in the negative way. And then also, man, we're going to give you a little peek about the new revenue. You feel me? And what the Ravens should do with that new lump of money that uh, owners are able to get this season. And of course, man, y'all already seen what the, po- the podcast title is titled. First time play caller. We're going to be sitting here talking about Zach Orr and what his expectations is um, as he becoming our new defensive coordinator this year, man. But before I get there, let's go ahead and say, if you're not already following my social media platforms, man, please go out there and hit that uh, follow button. You feel me? At my um, Instagram, you can follow me at, at the bank underscore podcast. On TikTok, it's the same thing, at the bank underscore podcast. On Twitter or X, have you like to call it, you feel me? That is at the bank underscore pod, you feel me? Make sure y'all go out there and follow all of my social media platforms so you can get your latest up-to-date Ravens news, you feel me? And if you haven't already, make sure y'all hit the like, share, subscribe button on the Grid Network, man, where you can exclusively get your Ravens podcast news. Um, you can get other dope shows as far as Carving It Up with Bryson, All Even Podcast, Outside the Cage, and the list goes on, you feel me? So make sure you dare to be different. If you're tired of hearing that same old sports analyst, same every day, same, no- same nonsense, you want to switch over here to something different, man, come to the Grid Network. Not only you, we got visual stuff. If you into reading articles, man, my guy Patrick always give us dope articles every week you feel me so make sure y'all go ahead tune into the pod on our the grid network pod page where you can get uh the article from my guy patrick man like i said you will not be disappointed man my guy just be writing some good ass stuff you feel me so now that i got the advertisement out the way you feel me let's talk about these ravens entertainment rankings you know what i mean if you paid attention um around if you Pay attention to the Ravens news around, you feel me, that each year that each stadium gets ranked of various different things, you feel me, whether it's the good entertainment, whether it's the halftime shows, whether it's the food, whether it's just coming to the stadium itself and seeing and taking in all the great atmosphere that the bank has got to offer. And if you have never been to a Ravens game, 
at MT Bank Stadium, Doug. I don't know what are you waiting for. You have to go ahead and live that great experience. You feel me? Because not only it's a good uh, stadium to look on on TV and to go ride past when you're downtown or anything of that nature. Like during the games, it is dope. You feel me? Because like I said, you got the new scoreboard down there. They great add new features to the stadium as well. But before they even add the new features to the stadium, man, just note that the MT Bank Stadium was ranked number one this year in game entertainment, video board content, audio prompts, and music sound system, which is pretty dope, you feel me? Because for the simple fact that when you when you at the stadium, man, you would like the entertainment. You would love to feel the atmosphere, the vibe that the stadium is giving, man. And to be ranked number one of all 32 teams, man, it's pretty special, you feel me? And then also, we got ranked in the high rank is also, and coming in number two in pregame entertainment, halftime entertainment, food and beverage value, which means, yo, partying at the bank, yo, is where you want to be at on Sunday game days, you feel me? So, man, like I said, if you have not lived your experience at the m Bank Stadium, man, this upcoming season, once the schedules get released and everything, man, get your tickets. I'm trying to tell you, get your tickets. Because like I said, man, that's the stadium where you want to be. You've seen how that when we played the Houston, Texas here now in that divisional playoff game that we had the most viewed playoff game. Most viewed. You feel me? So you already know that the atmosphere down there is, is pretty electrifying. It's pretty dope. So, Flockers, let's keep running this ranking up, you feel me? You know what I mean? We keep going down there, keep showing that these opponents that you don't want to come visit the bank because we can get loud, we can get rowdy, and we can make sure that we cheer our beloved Ravens on, you feel me? So that's pretty dope, man. On on some medium news, um, as we all know, if you're keeping it up with the Ravens, uh, Zay Flowers was in the news. Um, he was allegedly had assaulted, um, I guess, his girlfriend or a female companion. Um, and it she it, it came out to it started to become big news, man. And I ain't even gonna hold y'all, yo. When I first seen this man, the first thing that popped in my mind was like, oh fuck, here go this Ray Rice shit all over again, man. All over again. And if if NFL players have not learned yet from that Ray Rice situation, man, like Please, not trying to advocate it, but go back and see how it changed Ray Rice's life. You feel me, man? All because he was just trying to defend himself, protect himself. It wasn't his wife during the time. And, you know, got a little physical with each other. You know, and then eventually once the video leaked out and teams started coming together, the owners started coming together, Ray Rice was no longer in the league. You know what I mean? So when I seen this A Flowers situation, man, I was like, oh, man, this is not good for my guy. This is not good for the team because the way Zay Flowers presented himself, man, it was like, that's our guy. This is our, this can be the second face of our franchise right next to LJ. If you compare, if you put LJ and, and Zay together, man, everybody's going to love us. That's the two, that's the dynamic duo that you will want to see on the field, man. And once, like I said, EE, this, um, news had came out, man, and, and it was like I said, breathtaking a little bit. It was, it was like, damn, please don't let it be true. And after all the investigation that the uh, Baltimore County Police had put in, they said that 
they announced that they are going to close the domestic violence case regarding Ravens wide receivers Zay Flowers, and no charges will be filed. Will be filed, and that's a good thing so far. You know, what I mean, I'm pretty sure that nothing else is going to expire or come up or uh, pop out uh, anything negative on this situation, man. But I'm just really, really hoping that Zay Flowers is take a step back, look at itself, and be like, my guy, man, we can't be back in the same predicament again. The team is looking for you to be out here on the field, not be behind bars or out the uh, off the team. You know, I understand that some of these females can push you to the limit, can push your button. But at the same time, man, the same way you walk into a relationship, you can walk out of a relationship. You feel me? And just walk away from the situation, man. So I'm hopeful and I'm glad that this situation didn't get big, uh, bigger than what it was. And I'm hoping that it doesn't get any bigger and it doesn't come out that he was lying or whatever situation is. And then I started saying that some of these flockers is worrying about suspension and time off. In my opinion, I don't think that he should be the Ravens shouldn't suspend him. I don't think that NFL should even try to handle no punishments either. For the simple fact that there was no charges filed. There was no evidence enough to even pin anything on him. So I just think that it should be no suspensions, no uh, money, no fine, none of that situation. I just think that Zay Flowers need to just learn from the situation and how to grow from the situation and not be a part of the situation ever again. Because like I said, man, it can take your career just like that. So I finally got that off my chest, man, a little bit. You feel me? Now, on to some better news. Better news from the Zay Flowers situation is that the NFL revenue has also went up. And now that uh, the revenue has went up to $255.4 million, $10 million higher than what expected. And it's also $30 million more than what the uh, owners have received last year. So, they, you know, I guess we can safely say that the Taylor Swift tour, as you can say, really helped generate a lot of money for the NFL. And, you know, I was the one that says that, no, that Taylor Swift thing was not football-related. It shouldn't be on all these damn sports channels. We shouldn't be talking about Taylor Swift and football. But it seems like the NFL kind of knew what they was doing on this marketing plan by using Taylor Swift. Now, I don't know if they this was the intentional plan, but, hey, it helped us. And it also helped the, our particular team in the Ravens because now that – we just got this, the owners is having this lump sum of money coming their way for the teams. This is now putting light on what we're going to do about Justin Matabike now. Because now his franchise tag has also risen up to being 22.1 mil. So nice chunk of change for a defensive tackle. Now, I'm not saying that he's not worth it because what he did last season, man, he's well worth the money with that 13 and a half sacks. But now it's also give us leverage to go ahead, maybe make a deal with Justin Matter BK and then stretch out his deal a little bit longer instead of him trying to get a big lump sum of money at one at one part of time. Because this is the year to not give out a big lump sum of money because LJ is taking some lumps, Ronnie Stanley is taking some lumps, Marcus Williams is taking some lumps. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's a lot of people getting paid this year. So, 
You know what I mean? I'm glad that we was able to bump up this revenue a little bit now. Let's just see what EDC can really do with this money. And I believe that I believe in EDC. He was able to give us a good team last year with the um money that we received from the revenue. And I believe that he can do a better job this year with the revenue that we have. So I'm really looking to see what uh what moves, what's the plans for the Ravens uh this upcoming offseason, who we signing back, who we going gonna be targeting, who's gonna be here, who's not gonna be here. You feel me? So I think it's going to be a real, real interesting offseason now. All right, before we start the show and what we're here for, I got a, I got a comment. And my comment is from my guy Patrick, who I gave a nice shout-out to earlier. He said, what's good? Happy Saturday. Yes, sir. It's a great Saturday. And like I told y'all in the beginning of the show, man, that's the guy that writes dope articles. So if you're looking for a dope article, man, make sure y'all go out here and follow my guy, follow the network, and you'll be able to read some of the dope stuff that he can come up with. Now, let's talk about our first-time play caller. You feel me? And our first-time play caller is none other than Zach Orr. I know that name sounds a little bit familiar, and I'm about to give you more information on why that name sounds so familiar, man. Zach Orr was once upon a time played for the Ravens. He was one of our interior linebackers during the years of 2014 through 2016. And as a player, and through those couple of years as him playing, playing for our defense, man, he had 162 tackles. He had one sack. He had one forced fumble. He had two fumble recoveries. He had three interceptions. Now, like I said, he only played two years with us. And the only reason why, because Zach Orr had retired from the NFL on January 20th, 2017, due to a neck and spinal condition that ended his season, man. And um, I don't remember the quite game that this happened to him, but I do remember that season where he did uh, injure his neck, man, going in for a tackle and an awkward tackle, which uh, kind of, you know, Made him paralyzed for for a nice uh, amount of time, and then you know it, it took him some time to get his feet to come back um, because he was uh, he had retired twenty seventeen. He also unretired in twenty seventeen, and then tried to uh, make a comeback, but no teams wanted to bite. No teams was willing to go out here and and, and gamble on Zach Orr, which you know I mean understandable. It's a real big injury uh, coming from you know what I mean and. Like I said, uh, he played under Dan P's um, defense. And Dan P, Dean P's, I'm sorry, uh, he was a okay defensive coordinator. Um, wasn't one of our best coordinators. Uh, Dean P's had a unique style. And sometimes his unique style wasn't aggressive enough. Wasn't the defense that we was, that teams feared before, like the Rex Ryan defense, like uh, uh, um, the 2000 defense, and even the Mike McDonald defense of last year. Dean Pease defense was nowhere near like that, man. Dean Pease finished as a defensive coordinator um, not on a very good winning streak or not even a good winning percentage, let me say that. Dean Pease, like I said, he, he only lasted for uh, three years as a Ravens defensive coordinator, then – Transition on to his new journey. 
And under, like I said, under Dean Pease, we seen that Zach Wall was potentially being that guy. You know, we we had a um, uh, our defense was pretty solid that year, but wasn't as quite that Ravens defense that we're known to custom having. You know what I mean? And like I said, just to give you a little background of the, uh, uh, Zach Orr is that he, like I said, he was a linebacker who turned into a defensive coordinator. He had was on different teams. Not only that this is not his first time being as a coordinator for the Ravens. He uh, also was a defensive analyst for the Jacksonville Jaguars um, during that time. Uh, that was what, like 2021 when he was a defensive analyst there and he was the outside linebackers coach. And then also after he retired, he was the Ravens um, defensive analyst from 2017 to 2020. Then he went to Jacksonville and then he came back as the Ravens linebacker, inside linebacker coach from 2022 to 2023. And now he is our defensive coordinator. And I've seen, and I, and this is why I really like, um, Zach Orr, man, because here's his accolades of what I was just reading. And the reason why I, I believe that Zach Orr will have a decent um, a decent career as a defensive coordinator is because of the grit and grind the way Zach Orr came up. Zach Orr wasn't your high um, draft pick and linebacker. He wasn't your first choice as your defensive coordinator at first. You know what I mean? Because, like I said, he was already analyst with us. Why did we go out and get Mike McDonald? And Mike McDonald, like I said, it was a great decision. Was a great, was 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 very great. But then, you know, like I said, Zach Orr was able to wait his time, wait his get his get his thoughts together, get his scheme together, and then his time was going to come. And then now we are here. He's our defensive coordinator, and I think that. The Ravens had did the right move of making him our defensive coordinator, the successor of after Mike McDonald, because not only he knows the system, not only he sees what the Ravens defense has been in the past previous years. He's now bringing in something new, something different, something that hopefully we we never seen before. I'm pretty sure yes, we just seen all different types of schemes and all that good stuff, but at the same time. It's always something different in somebody's scheme. Yes, it might be the same type of play calling like Mike McDonald used to do, but it can be a little twist. The same way how Todd Munkin came in and kept some of Greg Roman plays, but he tweaked it and learned how to use it when and how and how to use it for LJ. So this is what I'm thinking that Zach Orr is most definitely going to be coming into the defense side and doing. And now, you know what I mean? What I'm expecting – from Zach Orr this year, man, I'm I'm expecting, I'm expecting some bumps. Everything's not going to be peachy, you know. It took us a while last year to actually figure out when was Mike McDonald really going to start. When we were going to see that defense that we saw towards the end of the year, that dominant defense. It wasn't like that the year before when Mike McDonald first got into the defense coordinator. Pretty solid but not as aggressive and physical as what we were last year. So I understand that I'm looking for some, some bumps. I'm looking for a little bit of, uh, 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 um, what's the word? I am looking for a little bit of chaos. You know what I mean? It's a little bit of dysfunction in the beginning. Because like I said, this is his first time being a play caller. 
And he's going to be the guy that's down on the field. He, he said he doesn't want to be in the booth. He said he wants to be on the field so he can interact with the players. And I think that's a good thing. That's a great thing because, like I said, he needs to be able to look players out of eyes, figure out, hey, this is what the, this is what we need to do. This is how we got to do it. And be able to see things from the field view just like he was playing on the field. So I think that's a great move that um, Zach Orr said he was going to do. And also – uh, in his press conference, he's also saying that Zach Orr um, said that the type of defense that he wants to bring is fast, physical, and violent. Something that we are accustomed to. We now, the violent part is something new to us a little bit because we already know that last year that, that wasn't really our style with this fast, physical, and play hella aggressive. Become the bully. So now that he's saying violent, it's like, woo, hit everything that moves. That's the type of defensive coordinator that I'm looking for. Yes, we need to hit everything that moves, but we need to make sure that we play disciplined football too. You can't just be out there going crazy like a Tasmanian devil or anything of that nature. You got to be able to get your eyes locked in on the target, make sure you hit him, make sure we uh, that that offensive player knows who hit him. So that's what I'm looking for from um, Zach Orr, man. And he got some good key players to build around on that defensive side that I feel like that I'm about to talk about after we get to these comments. So here's, there go some of the comments. My guy Patrick again saying, with how the personal conduct policy is, I wouldn't be surprised if Roger Goodell suspend, suspends Zay Flowers for a minimum of four games, even though there were no charges filed. We all know how this goes. Yes, and I get, I totally get it, but how are we going to charge? I mean, how are we going to suspend somebody with there's no evidence of what are we suspending him for? That's just that's just my part right there, Patrick. Like, I understand like what the rules and, and how uh certain players had came about had made this rule came about, but we have no evidence. He cleared from charges. I don't see why we're gonna be uh trying to suspend him. Also He's a young player, but he but there has to be a sense of awareness with players to be mindful. There's a little wiggle room. One slip up can can uh, end your career and be derailed, which I totally agree with, Pat. I totally agree. But at the same time, you know, what I mean, um, yes, uh, these rookies go to these rookie symposiums and they tell them what to look out for, what not to do and stuff like that. And hopefully, like I said, he learns from this um, to not put himself in that predicament, to not put himself where these females can put him in this predicament. You feel me? So, like I said, yes, it is some wiggle room, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's just nonsense. Also, with the Ravens having the first place, a uh, first place schedule, your defense will have their work cut out with a new scheme with Buffalo, Kansas City, Houston, plus the NFC East teams. You need a stronger defense. Yes, I do believe that. And I'm about to tell you why I believe that the core defensive players that we have is um, uh, uh, is a good starting point. You feel me, Patrick? So wait a couple of minutes, man. I'm about to get there. And I got another um, comment. It says, hey, bro, our, Raven, our Baltimore Ravens will – Never make the Super Bowl until Hardball is gone. Didn't mean to change the subject, but I'm sick of Hardball. Well, while we on the subject real quick, my guy, 
Um, you got to give me a little bit more details of why you want to change out of John Harbaugh. For me, I think John Harbaugh is a decent head coach, will be a Hall of Fame head coach. Um, he already has a Super Bowl ring. Now, don't get me wrong, John Harbaugh do get in the way at times. He get in his own way. I think he overthinks stuff that way he shouldn't be overthinking. Um, so I'm not quite ready to get rid of John Harbaugh because he's not. it's not like he's staring the, the organization into a losing ways. He's still a high-quality coach. He still has trust in his players. His players still got trust in him. And obviously, it looks like EDC and Steve Bashotti still got trust in him, man. So I'm not quite ready to get rid of him yet. But, you know what I mean, while we still going on with the show, my guy, go ahead and give me your reasons in the comments. You feel me? Um. So, like I said, to moving on and why I get back to Patrick when I say that we have good defensive players um core to build around to make our defense strong again and our one of our defensive players that i like to talk about is our captain of our defense and that's roquan smith roquan smith has really showed us that he is the real deal jack <laughs> you know what i mean he had 84 solo tackle he had 74 assisted he had 158 tackles total he had a sack and a half he had um Five tackles for losses, eight pass defended, one interception. Then that's showing us that right there that the guy that's calling the plays, the guy that's running the defense, he's all in. And once you have that guy that your play caller that can be all in, that you are in his helmet, and he's directing his guys, just telling them where to go at and how to do this and where to be at. That's a good thing right there. So that's one thing that Zach Orr has in his favor is that he has a captain of that defense. He has somebody that, that's probably going to be able to speak the same language as him already because both of them was interior linebackers. So if Roquan just keep on adding to what he's been doing by listening to Ray Lewis and studying after Ray Lewis and also now getting the insight and seeing what Zach Orr sees, it's the best fit for us. You know what I mean? So our defense is starting to – trended into the right direction another guy that i believe that is a good corner piece into our defense he plays all over the place and we call him the swiss army knife none other than kyle hamilton kyle hamilton is also a great piece to build around to add on with roquan smith man because kyle hamilton is one of the best solo tackling safeties in the game He's able to get 63 solo tackles, 18 assisted, which gave him 81 total tackles. He also had three sacks. He also had 10 tackles for a loss, which is second most for a safety this year. He had 13 pass defended, which made him fourth most in, as a safety. And he had four interceptions, which ranks him in the top 10 as a safety is at interceptions this year. So right there. We already see that Kyle Hampton, he can play, he can play wide safety, he can play that uh strong safety, he can play inside that box like another linebacker. You can blitz him when he comes off the edge. Kyle Hamilton is really showing that he's about to become one of the one of the elite safeties in this game. He's the youngest safety in this, uh, one of the youngest safeties that got talent that's this you can just see that raw potential talent. You, you just keep putting him in right positions and uh, right schemes and stuff like that, man. 
Kyle Hamilton is going to be showing you, showing us why that he is the guy and why I believe that he's going to be a big help for Zach Orr on his defensive side. And you want to know what's another great thing that Zach Orr has on his defensive side, man? He also has another standout defender, another guy, another voice, another guy that can hold his own at times. Now, other other than health at times, last year health did bit him a little bit, but he was able to still show up. He was able to still produce, man. And that's not other than all pro Marlon Humphrey, as we like to call him, all pro Marlon. Now, Marlon Humphrey, like I said, he got bit with the injury bug last year, but Marlon Humphrey has been one of the best corners in the game. Just remember last year, I mean, not this season, this past, but the season before, <coughs> excuse me, that Marlon Humphrey only allowed zero touchdowns on him. This year was, you know, a completely different story, which, you know what I mean, hey, you can't, you can't win every battle. But when Marlon Humphrey is out there, man, he's out there giving you his all. He has he had 22 tackles, four of them was assisted. Um, he had 26 tackles total. One tackle, four loss, five pass defended, one interception. And like I say, you know, Marlon Humphrey's getting up in age. He's not the same Marlon Humphrey that we drafted, uh, what, about like six, seven years ago? In, I mean, well, before that, I mean, what, Marlon Humphrey's going to, what, like his eighth season now maybe? Um, he's not that young agile guy no more, but he is that young. I mean, he is that silent corner piece that we have, you know what I mean? And long as he can stay healthy, man, Marlon Humphrey, he forces turnovers. He can lock, he can stay with, uh, top with, uh, wide receivers in the game. And I'm not, like I say, he's not the young spring chicken that he used to be, but to build around a defense, man, you need that veteran leadership, man. And I believe Marlon Humphrey, gives off and gives that veteran leadership because the young guy that I want to say that is showing that he can most definitely be a top corner in this league. He's showing that he only allowed one touchdown this whole season. He's showing that, yes, he might give up a little bit of uh, big plays, but he doesn't give up the bigger plays. And that's not one other than Brandon Stevens, man. Brandon Stevens really showed us different this year that all you got to do is keep perfecting your craft man and you will be mentioned as one of the top corners and brandon stevens was mentioned as a top corner this year you know what i mean he had 57 solo tackles 17 was assisted which gave him 74 total tackles he had two tackles for loss he had 11 pass defended he had two interceptions this year and he only allowed one touchdown to be scored on them this year. So with those four players right there in my eyes, I feel like Zach Orr has a, a good start when it comes to having core players to build off of. Now, you can build off of them because now you can add more depth when it comes to the DB room. You can add more depth when it comes to the uh, edge rushes, which I believe we most definitely got to add more depth to. And then now... That's also saying that we can focus on either, um, which is, I keep saying, top priority and Justin Manabike and hopefully Patrick Queen. You know, so with those with those four corner pieces, though, I just feel like that or it's not going to be so much of a hassle or so much of a 
a, a, a struggle to build this defense. You feel me? So, like I said, with those four players, with Roquan, Kyle Hamilton, Marlon Humphrey, and Brandon Stevens, man, I really feel like that this defense is on a good foot for Zach Orr. And now all he got to do is just, number one, once we start adding more players, now number two is finding the right fit for these players. And before I let us go, one thing I really must see from Zach Orr this year that I seen from Mike McDonald um, last year was in-game adjustments. That's a big thing. And that's a big, 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 um, focus that I'm looking for uh, this upcoming season from Zach Wall is how do you make in-game adjustments? Can you make in-game adjustments? You feel me? Because that was one thing that Mike Madonna was able to do last year was once the offense was kind of have a, a up leg on him, he was able to adjust in the game, was able to uh, call right blitzes, was able to put the players in right positions and stuff like that. So that's what I'm looking for for Zach or this upcoming season, man. Can you do that? Because, like I said, if you can't make in-game adjustments, man, it's going to be a long season for the defense. A long season. So, I believe in Zach Orr. I believe Zach Orr has the right good pieces in front of him. That's going to help him um, uh, uh, start building the right defense for us. All right. Before I let us go, I got a couple of comments. My guy Raven seventy six B more. Um, he said he respect he respect uh, your opinion, man. Like you said, he overthink things. Let's just make it to be the Super Bowl. He will go away from our identity. His situation, football awareness is horrible. And also, he says our team is talented, but hardball is standing in our way. Um, like I said, yes. He gets in our way at times. He gets in his own way. You know what I mean? Like uh, the two-point conversion at times where you got the best kicker in the game, score and kick it. Or at times that he goes for it on fourth down, and it's like you got the best kicker in the game, kick it. You know what I mean? Um, instead of instead of kind of coaching the game with his emotions, he uh he he won't coach the game with his uh uh intelligence at times. So that's where I, I feel that John Harbaugh kind of need to switch it up a little bit, kinda um um get out his own way on that part. But as far as you know, get rid of him and trying to find a new head coach, man. Number one, we're head coaches out here that's gonna do a better job than John Harbaugh. That's one thing. Number two, as we can clearly see that we are not at the quite rebuilding. We're not at the rebuilding stage at all. You know what I mean? And I think to change a head coach where we are not in that stage would be very, very um, dangerous. And it can, it can not go our favor. You feel me? It, it can just, it can just be a, a disaster for the Ravens. So I just really think that John Harbaugh can just continue to be our head coach. But at times, John Harbaugh just really just need to uh, uh, coach the game and not getting in, in his own way with his emotions. You feel me? So if he can continue to do that, I just think that John Harbaugh, like I said, will be a Hall of Fame head coach, especially from the way he he grinded from his from his uh, time as a special team head coach. 
it then all of a sudden become a head coach. You feel me? So I'm not quite ready to get rid of John Harbaugh. I, I really feel like John Harbaugh just he got some things to work on in this offseason. So that's my opinion on that, man. So to Patrick, man, to my guy Raven 76 B more, man. I appreciate y'all for commenting and, and actually, you know, getting the brain uh 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 percolating a little bit. So I appreciate y'all, man. So to everybody else that wasn't able to comment and we still would like to comment, man. You can still comment. You feel me? Just make sure y'all go leave the comments at the in the comments section. And even once the show is over with, I come back. If it's a uh a good comment, man, we can go ahead and have a great dialogue. You feel me? Go back and forth. So let's go ahead and leave comments in the comments section, man. And there you have it, man. Like I said, I appreciate everybody um that watched this show, that's going to watch this show and continue to grow this show. You feel me? Like I said, man, all I'm all I'm out here trying to do is strive to get better, to get on a different platform, to get uh give y'all the great news. Um, the Ravens news that I can possibly give y'all, y'all feel me? So hopefully I'm doing that. Hopefully I'll continue to keep on doing that. And hopefully I will see y'all here next Saturday at noon. Noon. Make sure y'all here. Dive on in. Give me your comments. Give me your great energy. Give us the Flock Nation energy, man, as, as, as always, you feel me? So like I said at the beginning of the show, if you have not already, please like, share, and subscribe to the Grid Network where you can get this exclusive at the Bank Baltimore Ravens podcast. You feel me? And we can get other great contents off this the Great Network. Also, man, let me get point my direction to my other show, MTMO, My Thoughts, My Opinions, Sports Podcast. I will be dropping my 120th thoughts this upcoming Monday, man. So make sure y'all tune in. Make sure if y'all haven't already tuned in to my 119th thought. As I gave my uh, opinion about Doc Rivers, Adrian Griffin, who was a, who should have been an all-star, who shouldn't have been an all-star, who should have been a starter, and also my random thought, man, of uh, Cam McCormick. So make sure y'all go tune into my thoughts, my opinion, sports podcast, 119th thought, and my 120th thought will be out Monday. <sighs> One more thing. Make sure if you haven't already, man, if you – most definitely wants to support us and you want to wear our um grid gear man gear make sure y'all go out here and get y'all your hats hoodies t-shirts whatever it is man that you would love to represent us on you feel me Just go out there we trying to live our dream and make our dream come true you feel me so is all that i think that's everything i would like to say so as always big trust because why trust anything else? I text y'all next Saturday. Flockers. Let's get the flock on out of here.